Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, November 5th at Keeneland, Breeders' Cup Day. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. And we, each week here on the podcast, give you a, a late pick four. So we're going to put together a, a late pick four ticket that covers the last four Breeders' Cup races. But we are also going to uh, go through all of the Breeders' Cup races and give you some quick thoughts on the early card and then get a little deeper into the card uh, that covers the late pick four. So, Jim, we'll start with the first Breeders' Cup race of the day around 11.30 Eastern time. It's the Philly and Mayor Sprint. Obviously, all of these are grade one. Phillies and Mayor's three and up, seven furlongs the distance. Who do you like? It, that's, this one is, is uh, I think it's fairly straightforward. I love Chad Brown's horse, and I think they pronounce the Philly goodnight Alive. Not olive. It's I think it's good night. Oh, do they? Okay, because I've heard it more olive, but you could be right. I I heard it. I heard it with some guys on a podcast the other night. They seem to know what they're talking about, but looks like good night olive to me. But good night olive sounds better. Okay, so this filly has done everything that Chad's asked her to do. I mean, she didn't break her maiden first time out, but she's five for five since then, including an eight and a half length win at Keeneland, where she did break her maiden last October. The ballerina was extremely impressive. I read takes her back. I think she's a legitimate three-to-one favorite. Might be even a little shorter here. Slammed, ha- slammed is a little interesting to me. I don't like the one hole, so she's going to have to be sent out of there from uh, for Drew. But she ran huge in the TCA, and a 15-1 morning line is a, is a very juicy price on her. Chain of Love, the Japanese horse. I learned last year, do not leave the Japanese horses off your wagers because you will lose. And this is the only Japanese filly shipping over here, so I'm going to have her on my multi-leg wagers as well. All right, I like uh, obligatory. I just think she gets her ideal setup here. Seven furlongs, I think, is her best distance, and she should get a hot pace. And uh, saw her on the track on Thursday morning. I thought she looked sensational, and I think uh, Bill Mott has pointed her to this since she had a a troubled third-place finish in the ballerina, and Mott uh, is really good on these big days. So I think he gets one here right at the start with obligatory. I've got good night, Alive second. Uh, I've got slammed third off that uh, impressive performance at Keeneland in the TCA. And I think she's certainly better than she's ever been. And then I added uh, Frank's Rockette just off the three straight 100-plus buyers, which is the uh, other Mott horse here in the field. Next up, that race starts a pick five, by the way. Next up is the pick four uh, that is an all-turf pick four and a regular pick four. Both of them start... On this fourth race, 50-cent all-turf pick four, regular pick four, races four through seven. It's the turf sprint. And, uh, Jim, who did you like here? You know, there'll be a lot of people start those pick fours off singling Golden Pal, and that would be a very smart wager at Keeneland. Uh, this colt is four for four at Keeneland. Only losses have come overseas. Uh, has won uh, every United States race he's been in, and he is a rocket ship out of the gate. Uh, the eight hole is no problem for him. I'd rather have him out there than the one hole. And Wesley Ward gets him ready for Kingland. Uh, I think you could do a whole lot worse on your wagering menu than single Golden Pal in the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. Casa Creed interests me a little bit. Four Star Dave was extremely good at Saratoga and came back and ran well in the turf mile. But uh, they, they, you know, get her back to what get him back to what he should be uh, a sprinter. So. I think uh, Casa Creek fits as well at 6-1, to one, but Golden Pal is a standout in here for me. Yeah, same here. I uh, heard 
uh, trainer Larry Ravelli uh, being interviewed earlier this week after his horse won the, the stake at Churchill on Sunday. And they asked him if he could have bet one horse or pick one horse to win a Breeders' Cup race, who would it be? And he said, Golden Pal. And he said he's a good friend with Wesley Ward. So I think uh, this horse will be primed for his best effort. And uh, I think he wins this. I'll give you a couple to look at underneath for prices. Emirati Anna. Uh, they go get Ryan Moore to ride, and this horse was fourth to Golden Pal last year out of Delmar. And then if you can, if he can overcome the outside post, Artema City Limits for Mike Maker uh, has back-to-back 100 buyers and is 30 to one, and it's a horrendous post for five and a half furlongs. But if they could come running late, you know, good try key horse maybe underneath Golden Pal at a huge. Huge price, or if you uh, toy around with the 10 cent supers or whatever the limit is on supers, um, take a look at that one maybe underneath. Fifth race is the uh, Big Ass Fans Dirt Mile. Uh, Three year olds and up, two turn mile, obviously, at Keeneland, short run into that first turn. I really like Laurel River in here. I watched her or his race in the uh, Pat O'Brien back in the summer. Uh, in fact, bet him that day, got seven to one amazingly. The horse had come off a long layoff and run a big number but it was against allowance company, and then they jumped into a grade two, and he won easy. And he's been firing bullets for Baffert. Got the pedigree to love two turns. And uh, out of an empire maker mare, and the sires into mischief, and the into mischiefs love Keeneland. So I like Laurel River in here. Uh, Over Cody's Wish, who has three consecutive 100-plus buyers, culminating with that 112 last time at Saratoga. Five for five at a mile, but those have all been one-turn miles. And this is two turns. And so I thought that might be a, a little bit of vulnerability for Cody's wish. And then Gunite would be the other one, uh, top two in 10 of 12 starts. It looked really good at uh, Keeneland earlier or in the uh, fall meet, winning uh, the, uh, the race uh, in mid-October. I can't remember the name of it now. I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, I like Laurel River. Who, how about you? I like Laurel River. I like Cody's wish. I like Gunite. But I like Cyberknife on top of them. Cyberknife chose this race over the Breeders' Cup Classic. You might look at his past performances and think this might be too short for him. But I think that he's got enough positional speed. He's got the bottom. He's, you know, he's going to have a mile and eighth, mile and a quarter. He's going to be fit. Had an absolutely on-fire work at Churchill on October 29th when he had a bullet work at 59. Um, I just like Cyber Knight quite a bit in here uh maybe as well as you like laurel river i can tell in your voice and both of them are nine to two so maybe that's our exact uh, 69 6996 uh laurel river and cyber knife and key, and key those two uh, use both of those two and just kind of keep it narrow in the uh, horizontal wagers gives you a chance that's right to narrow down there i really like cyber knife here so uh let's 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 make some money in this race. All right, race six is the Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. Philly and Mare's three and up, going a mile and three-sixteenths on the Keeneland Turf course. And who do you like? I picked one foreign horse and one U.S. horse. Foreign horse is Nashua. No no big surprise there. The horse almost won the grade one at Longchamp on uh, Art Day and comes out of that race you know, in, in top form. Had won two straight since then, both, both group ones. Won a million two in only seven races, so this is John Gosden's top chance to win here at Breeders' Cup race for Nashua, and I, I think I'm going to uh, single her in a couple of couple of multi legs. But on a couple of others, I'm going to use an Italian. I was really impressed with the first lady here. I, I did not bet her that day. I bet Regal Glory, and I think an Italian fits this 
you know, fits this like a glove. I think she'll stretch out fine. Uh, she won Diana at a mile and an eight. And um, that race at Kingland here, the first lady, I think she could have gone around again and won. And I think it sets, it up, sets her up really well for this race. So I'm going to limit my picks here to those two top horses in Italian and Nashua. I took Nashua on top, uh, multiple group one winner. And uh, John Gosden seems to uh, really do a nice job of pointing his horses to this Breeders' Cup card. So when he comes, I always pay attention. This horse second off a layoff. And um, I thought that uh, she is, is awfully tough in here. And I went back and forth uh, as far as the building out from Nashua, who I like a lot. Uh, my first instinct was to play her over the two Chad Browns in Italian and Virginia Joy, 11 and 10, and the latter's a little bit of a price. But uh, I ended up trying to go all Euros. So you could box three, four, five, six, seven, and do an all Euro box, a $2 exacta box, and might get a nice payback. I took Tuesday, second, who has run well against these types, and it's Aiden O'Brien. And I took above the curve by uh, trained by Aiden's son, Joseph O'Brien, who was just a nose behind Nashua last time, so uh, five and four. And um, mise-en-scene uh, is a little intriguing to me at a huge price. Had some trouble at the start last time and has run uh, the, the best two races of, of this horse's life have been in these last two starts off a layoff. So, you know, I may just play all of those I've mentioned under Nashua at an exacta and uh, try to catch a, you know, hopefully a long shot second, but like Nashua on top. And the uh, sprint is the fifth race. It start the uh, Philly Mare Turf, by the way, starts the pick six. The sprint starts the uh, late pick five of Breeders' Cup races, and uh, it's three and up, six furlongs. Where did you land in the sprint, Jim? Let me think. How about Jackie's Warrior? <laughs> uh, Jackie's Warrior may be a shorter price than Flightline. I don't think so, but with Jack Christopher not running in this race, this race has to go through Jackie's Warrior. I, I really, I'm surprised at so many strong favorites. We mentioned Golden Pal. Uh, Nashua is going to be a strong favorite. Jackie's Warrior is going to be a, a prohibitive favorite in this race. Deservedly so. I mean, the only, he didn't win, win the forego, Cody's Wish. Uh, ran him down, but other than that, he hasn't had a blip all year long. The last time he lost really was the Breeders' Cup Sprint at uh, Del Mar, and he had just a, uh, a meltdown on the front, and Aloha West came and got it. I don't think he gets the same setup here. Aloha West is in the race. If I was going to go to a closer, I do like Catalano's horse, however. Jackie's Warrior is my pick. I'm also going to use Kamari. Um, she loves Keeneland, two for three with a third. Wesley's got her better than she's ever been by far. Last two buyers, 105-106 at Saratoga and Aqueduct. She repeats that. She'll give Jackie's Warrior all she needs on the front end. And uh, if that happens, maybe Aloha West sneaks in there again. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the two for sure, Jackie's Warrior and Kamari, in that order. I used all of those, Jim, but the one I picked on top is American Theorem. Take Trying to find a price to beat Jackie's Warrior to see if I could uh, – uh, maybe spread a little bit in horizontal wagers and um, try to be against the grain if uh, so many people will be singling Jackie's Warrior. And my case for American Theorem is really based on how much I like Laurel River. If Laurel River uh, wins, then I think that moves this horse up. Um, horse uh, was second to Laurel River in uh, that last uh, race and I think has the uh, the class to win this. And if the pace gets hot... Uh, then this horse could come late and get them. Uh, be interesting to see what they do with Kamari. 
uh, how hard she challenges Jackie's warrior, and if anybody challenges Jackie's warrior, uh, is able to. Um, Aloha West, you mentioned, Kamari. And then the other one uh, is Flash of Mischief. If you're going to spread out in, in a pick four or a pick five and take more than Jackie's Warrior, you might throw in Flash of Mischief just on the basis of that 104 buyer last time. If that's legit, then that horse maybe could have a shot. I don't know. But I'm going to take American Theorem. Jim, let's now get to the late pick four, and it starts in the eighth race, the FanDuel Breeders' Cup Mile. Three and up at a mile on the Keeneland turf course. Who do you like in the mile? If there is such a thing as karma in horse racing, Modern Games should win a Breeders' Cup race this year because he got absolutely hosed last year by the inadvertent scratch. Uh, he won for first money, so I guess the owners are happy, but all the people that bet on him got migrated over to the post-time favorite, which is not a very good thing. So I'm kind of pulling for modern games here for Charlie Appleby and, and William Buick. Uh, and I think he's going to be a legitimate favorite in here. I could see starting a pick four singly modern games, but I don't think that's the way to make a lot of money. He's going to be seven to two. I don't think he's going to be higher than that. So I'm going to spread here. I'm going to, I'm going to put together a, a fairly expensive pick four ticket at the end. Um, and if we, if you want to spend that kind of money, you, you should get paid. So, Let's let's okay take a look at the other horses that might be better prices. I'm going to start with one of my favorite horses, Ivar, and Paulo Lobo loves Keeneland. Ivar loves Keeneland, and and Castellano takes them out from Talamo, and I love Joe Talamo, but uh, Javier Castellano is a, a pretty good upgrade there in, for this horse. He has he did not win the turf mile here, ran behind Annapolis, his second off a layoff. I think he's going to be more fit for this race. Uh, last year in the uh, uh, in the Breeders' Cup Mile in 2020, he ran behind Order of Australia, who's also in this race, and we got beat two lengths. So um, I think Ivar fits in here, and I, and I like Paulo Lobo, and I like Castellano taking them out. Love Regal Glory for Chad Brown. Um, she has just done everything she's he's asked her to do. She did not beat an Italian in the uh, First Lady, and uh, we talked about how good an Italian ran that day. But <clears throat> this. Uh, Mary is extremely consistent, and I think we'll we'll be there at the finish. I'm going to use Annapolis, a lightly raced colt that's only only three, and moving up in buyers from 92 to 97 to 103 in the turf mile here at Kingland. Going to use Order Order Australia because uh, he won here in 2020, and um, so I, I think that there's a reason to say that he may be a horse for the course, and he's raced here three times, and that was a huge upset. But I'm going to use him here. You won't get. Seventy dollars on him, but he still will be twelve, fifteen to one. And then Dream Loper, uh, the three horse coming out of the uh, long shot race where he won by five and a half on the long, on the uh, in September fourth, which was a lead up to the arc. So lots of ways to go here. Um, even uh, they, I think that's all I'm going to go. I'm going to go six deep uh, when we get to the big four. Modern Games is my pick here, but I think he may be vulnerable. And I kind of feel that way, too. I uh, have him second. I took Regal Glory on top. I think she is a true mile specialist. And uh, I think Chad Brown ran her against the boys up at Saratoga thinking uh, that uh, he wanted to do this. And it worked well. She didn't win, but she ran well. And then I just think the, the next race was just the prep. And so I think she runs really well in this mile. Uh, modern games. Pogo's my kind of bomber. 
been right there with uh, the well-regarded Ken Ross, and Pogo draws the rail, and Ken Ross is out in the 13. So Pogo could get overlooked. Ivar, uh, Ken Ross I've got just a bad draw. And I've got domestic spending, too. This horse has been off since 2021, but is working lights out. And it's Chad Brown, so he can certainly get one ready off a layoff. And uh, if domestic spending is back to his best form, then he'd be a major player. Not obviously an ideal post at 14, but he is uh, has the running style that could uh, possibly uh, work out a trip, and uh, Pratt does that well. So I took uh, Regal Glory on top, and we'll play around with all of those in uh, exactos or tries within the race. Ninth race is the Longines Breeders' Cup Distaff. I like Malathot in here. Uh, she fires in the biggest races that she runs in. Always does. And she's three for three here. Dominated in the Spinster. Spinster historically has been a great prep for this race. Uh, she worked with Nest, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Gabby and Scott talked about it on the Today at Keeneland show. That it looked like, uh, even though they finished together, it looked like uh, Nest was having to work a little harder to keep up with Malathot. So the Malathot uh, outworked her stable mate. And maybe Nest has, uh, she's played a tough schedule and been sensational. But you ran against the boys at a mile and a half and ran second. And um, maybe that you know tough schedule will uh, take a, a little bit of a toll on her, her at the end of the year. And I like society as a, uh, uh, an upset shot in here. Back-to-back 100 buyers. Got the speed. She should be on the lead, I think, turning for home. And, um, you know, Steve Asmussen uh, striking while the iron's hot with her. She's been training well, too. You could go also include search results. But I think the way I'm probably going to play the race is – is key society with the two Pletchers, and uh, hope the Pletchers don't run one-two. And if I can get somebody in between those two, then that could, I think, juice up the exacta a good bit. But I like Malathot on top in the distaff. How about you? There were two horses that ran here in the Keeneland meet that I absolutely loved, and one of them we talked about on our Friday podcast, and that was Forte. Malathot's the other one. Um, I thought she ran so big here. I thought she would look so good in the paddock. I thought she's coming into her own, and I would be I would be surprised if she doesn't win this race. Having said that, there, there's a lot of talent in this race. I mean, it's a, it's a fairly small field for Distaff, but I've got four horses here that, I, that could win it. Uh, I think Malathat has the edge on them, and I'm going to play Malathat on top of these three horses. Um, Nest is one of them. Uh, Society is, is the other one that you mentioned. I, I really like Society coming into her own the last couple of races, especially the Cotillion at, at Parks at a mile 16th, and she should have no trouble stretching out to a mile and eighth. It's just a matter of if somebody's going to soften her up and is going to run for run with her. Um, but I think Nest and Malathat will be right on her tail and, and will run her down the stretch. Um, the other one that I'm using, Clarier, is and it's kind of like I don't think Clarier is as good as Malathat right now, but she was better than Malathat back in the summer. So... Asbuston is a, obviously a great trainer, and um, I, I can't throw her out here. Uh, she didn't run well in the personal incident, but she had a terrible gate incident. She hit her head on the gate. She was very fractious. I think you just draw a line through that. And if you do that, the last three buyers are 101, 106, 101. 106, and that tips. We'll get it done here. So um, I'm going to use her, going to use Nass, going to use Malathat, and going to use Society as my long shot. I agree with you on that as well. And I'm going to play a nice little exacta box with Malafat and Society, hoping that they run one, too. Let's go to race 10, third leg of the pick four, the Longines Breeders' Cup turf at a mile and a half. Where did you land in the turf? 
Oh, my goodness, this one's wide open. Uh, you know, I, I landed a little bit. Charlie Appleby's Nation's Pride and Rebels Romance. Uh, it would not shock me for these two to run one-two in this race, but I don't think they're that much better than the other horses that I like in here. I think, uh, as opposed to some of the other races, uh, I do like a couple of American horses. One of them is Warlike Goddess. And Warlike Goddess has two-hole with Joel Rosario, and the last time she ran here, she won in the Bewitch in, in the spring, uh, and that was her second straight win in the Bewitch Stakes. And I think the mile and a half, uh, she's five for five lifetime, two for two at Keeneland. So she is absolutely perfect at this distance and at this racetrack. So Warlike Goddess, Goddess has a huge shot in here to knock off the Euros. I'm going to use Broom for Aiden O'Brien, uh, sword dancer last time out at Saratoga was a, a good race, got beat by Gufo, and then came back and didn't run very well in, in Europe. Uh, the time forms were okay, but did not compete very well. So a real long shot here, but I'm going to use him just based on O'Brien and Ortiz taking them out. I'm going to use Nation's Pride, as we mentioned, and I'm going to throw in Mishriff. Um, a, lot of, a lot of analysts are looking at Mishriff as, as maybe the uh, a horse that could surprise here. Did not run at all in the Arc de Triomphe, got beat. Uh, by 18 links. Um, but Mishriff, if you go back before that, and obviously back uh, early in his career, has been extremely competitive. And I'm going to throw him in at 6-1 to one with Frankie Vittori. And Highland Chief is the other horse that I like, the American. Um, off another win at Keeneland. I'm, I'm trying to favor horses that ran here in the fall meet. They have a home court advantage. And Sycamore uh, came up tough in Highland Chief, uh, ran him down in the stretch and looked very good doing it. So I think Highland Chief moves forward off that race off a short layoff for Grand Motion. Uh, Going to use a one, two, three, four, five, six in the get four. And I like Warlike Goddess just off that big effort last time. She won so easy, and she's two for two here, and she's five for five at a mile and a half. And uh, Bill Mott finally decided to put her against the boys because he knew she needed a mile and a half. And – you know, after her, I've got like six horses listed here. Probably could be talked into a couple more. So, if if not her, then uh, you definitely want to uh, spread. Uh, Mishriff was the one I had at the top of the list, just off the the difficult schedule that he has played. Everything is Group One, and you know some of the best races in the world. And uh, he won some of them last year. And uh, it's Gosden. I can't imagine he would be here if this horse. Uh, wasn't capable of uh, giving a good effort, and you get to Tory. And if this horse is anywhere close to his best, then he is a player. And maybe the you maybe he likes a little firmer turf, which you'll get here than certainly he got at the Ark. Uh, Stone Age best figures have been in his last two, and that's been against top class company. Um, and a three-year-old, so it's a, it's a big ask, but you get a big price. Broom was the runner-up in this race last year. I like that. Irad Ortiz comes back to ride him again for Aiden O'Brien. Then the two Applebee's, Nation's Pride and Rebel's Romance, the reasons you mentioned. And my bomb is Nautilus, the 12, um, coming up from South America. And Paolo Lobo does well with the South American imports. And those South American horses usually uh, are inclined to, to run all day. So I'm going to put that one on a pick four ticket just for uh, a real uh, chance to, to blow up the tote board. Uh, but I like Warlike Goddess on top. Gets us to the Longines Breeders' Cup Classic and worth $6 million. We saw a Grand Slam with American Pharaoh last time 
or the first time that the Breeders' Cup was here, and maybe we'll see a coronation of flight line in uh, this third renewal of the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. I can't pick against flight line. The only horse I could see beating him is Epicenter. Just an improving three-year-old has always been dangerous in the Classic, and this horse had a 112 in the Travers. He, you know, if he could say, what if he could get to a, a 115 or something? You know, maybe Flightline regresses a little bit off that huge run in the Pacific Classic. Uh, certainly, the Epicenter's better than anything he beat in the flight in the Pacific Classic, but he beat him by a country mile. So, uh, I'm going to take Flightline and single him in the pick four, and uh, hope we get to see something special. How about you? I'm going to give you some options to pick four. Uh, certainly, uh, singling flight line is is a logical thing to do. But I think by the time you get to the end of the pick four, uh, flight line is going to be, I'm going to guess, two to five to win. And probably even lower than that in the pick four wheel pace. I'd be willing to bet that epicenter versus flight line in the wheel pace are much wider than the five to one gap versus three to five. I'm thinking that you might make 15 times, 20 times That's a good the amount that you, get, that you make a flight line. Because the pick fours will pays are, are not related to odds. They're related to the number of people who single flight line, and it's going to be overwhelming. So I'm going to give you a, a very expensive ticket when we get through. And, but if you want a single flight line, it's only going to be $72. But I'm going to put two more horses in there because I'm willing to risk 144 bucks to put Epicenter, and you're going to be surprised, Olympiad in there. Olympiad may take, pay 50 times what Flightline does. And you made the case for Epicenter. I don't think Epicenter is that far behind Flightline. I'm, I may be, I may eat my words. He may win by 20. But that Travers, the 112 buyer and beating that field by five and a quarter, is as impressive to me as running off from a, a bunch of inferior horses in Pacific Classic. I may be wrong there, and if I am, I am. A flight line is certainly a great horse, and he may win for fun. I just have a feeling Epicenter is going to give him a tussle. And if somebody gives him a tussle up front, I think the only other horse, Taiba possibly, but I really like Olympiad. Olympiad's one for one over the over the Keeneland um, soil. He did not run well in the Whitney against Life is Good, Happy Saber, and Hot Rod Charlie. I'm just going to draw a line to that because it's so bad compared to the other six races he's run. And he came back and got a 105 in the Jockey Club Gold Cup and beat American Revolution first captain. Pretty good field at a mile and a quarter. I'm going to give Olympiad an outside shot here to shock the world and, and win this race. So in, in that case, I'm going to play a bigger pick four ticket in the hopes of maybe going home a, a real winner. Well, I took in the last future wagers on the Classic, I took Olympiad and got 30-1, to 1, so I would be thrilled if he ran big. And I, I think you make a good point on those pick four payoff discrepancies, and so I think I'm going to give out a pick four ticket that singles flight line, but uh, I'm also going to play one using, uh, I think, those two horses you mentioned, but I'll narrow down considerably in some of the other uh, spots in order to uh, make the ticket affordable, but... Uh, you know, it's it's worth having one of those kind of tickets, uh, having a shot at it, because you know, if, if you're right, if Epicenter or Olympiad wins, the pick four is going to be, you know, a whole lot more than the difference between what the odds are. So pick fours. I'm gonna, we're both gonna play more than we typically do on the budget here, but because it's Breeders' Cup Day, 
So I'm going to start with all in the mile and hope to catch a bomb like Order of Australia back in 2020. Uh, so that's 14 horses. But I will give you the six horses that I like, 8, 4, 1, 6, 13, and 14. If you want to pair the ticket down and just use those that uh, I like, then you could do that. But I'm going to use all with 1, 6, 8, with 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, 11, 12, hoping to get bombs in the two turf races because I think that the distaff will be fairly chalky, and then I'm going to single flight line. $147 ticket for me. What's your ticket look like? Okay, my ticket is 3, 4, 6, 8, 10, 11, with 1, 4, 6, 8, and I could be talked into narrowing down that distaff, but I'm, I'm, for the purposes of this discussion, I'm going to use all four of them. With two, four, five, seven, eleven, thirteen, and I'm going to use four, six, and seven in the classic, and that ticket costs two hundred and sixteen dollars. But if you have a better opinion in this staff, or if you want a single flight line, or maybe leave off, leave off Olympia, it's a very playable ticket that still might pay quite well. Just a wonderful day of racing, and uh, make sure that you have funds in your Keeneland Select account so you can uh, not be constrained by. Uh, your budget or forgetting to, to fund up your account. So uh, do that uh, as quickly as possible from uh, hearing this. And best of luck. Swing for the fences a few times because this is the day to get paid, or these two days. And uh, we'll be back next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast that won't cost you as much on our pick four tickets here at KeenelandSelect.com. <laughs>